The Michigan Wolverines are heading to the Elite Eight for the first time under head coach Juwan Howard. After they blew out Florida State Sunday by a score of 76-58, to they will take on UCLA on Tuesday night. Joining us now is former Clarkston High, University of Michigan, an NBA player, and current college and pro analyst Tim McCormick. Tim, welcome to the show. Guys, thanks so much. And this is such an amazing time of the year with, with all of the games and the pageantry and the matchups. I, I'm really enjoying this tournament. Are you liking this Monday, Tuesday, Saturday, Sunday, instead of the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? I, I like waking up Monday morning knowing who your Final Four are going to be. No, I, I like this, actually. And, you know, because when it starts, uh, it, it usually starts earlier on Thursday, Friday. And the, the games are so spread out, but you can't really watch them because you're working and you're busy. This way, the tournament starts, and you've got all day Saturday and Sunday to really focus on the matchups. And I just feel like on a Monday and Tuesday night, there's nothing on TV. I, I, I've, I've watched every single show on Netflix. I, I want something intriguing, and I, I love it this way. This, is, this can stay in my book. <laughs> People were uh, sort of bad-mouthing the Big Ten in this tournament after eight of the nine teams fell, uh, many predicting that uh, Michigan would fall this weekend to Florida State. Were you? Uh, does this uh, give uh, the national commentators a, a bit of pause before uh, declaring the death of the Big Ten? Uh, no, I, I think the, the Big Ten deserves the, 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 um, the ridicule. Um, I'm, I'm not saying that I completely changed my opinion and think that the Big Ten was not good this year because – if you watch the games and you watch other leagues, I still think the Big Ten in the regular season was the best conference. But for whatever reason, there was a massive collapse. Maybe they just weren't built for March. Um, but Michigan makes it a little bit easier, and, and I, I just tend to focus on that. I'm not going to worry about Ohio State and Iowa and so on and so on. But in difference, the Pac-10 really comes out smelling like a rose. And I guess maybe it's all those late games on the coast that we don't see out east, but it looks like the Pac-10 was really a good conference this year. So, Kenny, I I have to admit that that COVID affected us in many ways, and I think one of the subtle ways is that that, um, we, we probably focused more on teams closer to home. In the past, I would stay up and I would watch um, some, some teams from the West Coast that I normally um, w- would be interested in. But this year, I really focused. Uh, I watched a lot more Pistons. I watched a lot more Big Ten. Uh, I watched Michigan and Michigan State, every one of their games, and then key matchups around the conference. And I also found this year I didn't watch Kentucky and Kansas and Duke and North Carolina as much because, quite frank- frankly, they weren't as good. So this is a much different year in many different respects. So Florida State was pretty big. They were bigger than uh, Michigan at every position on the floor. How was Michigan able to push them around in the paint so much? Well, I, um, I think that, that Michigan had one of the guest, best game plans in Sky Reports that you're ever going to see. Uh, when players are in a mismatch, they know when they're up against somebody that's better than them and better prepared. And it was almost like when Florida State made a cut, Michigan's guys already knew it was coming. And when they were ready to throw a pass, Michigan was already in the passing lanes. And when you look around the landscape of college basketball, there aren't that many coaches that can just win because they're better than the other coaches. I, I would say Tony Bennett at Virginia, 
line was that way. Tom Izzo's got some of that. Jay Wright. You know, th- there's not that many coaches. And all of a sudden, Jawan Howard is right there. He- he's as good in terms of game management, making adjustments as anybody in college basketball. And when you think about it, for the last 26 years, being a student of the game, he's been mentored by some great coaches. You know, I was thinking Don Nelson, Jeff Van Gundy, Avery Johnson, Larry Brown, George Carl, Eric Spolstra. I mean, the list goes on and on of guys that he's played for. And, and every single team, he learns new offenses, new wrinkles to pick and roll defense. And so I think that, number one, he's really good at adjustments because of that. Number two, he's got a staff that I think is the best in college basketball. Those guys have, have great a great wealth of knowledge as well. So game plan-wise, I think Michigan has a big advantage with Juwan Howard as their coach. Mm. Smith is Smith is so small. I thought he was going to get trapped uh, trying to break the press. He really had no problem breaking the press against uh, this team. No, and, and he and Brooks put on an absolute press-breaking clinic. Um, and over the last three games, those two have done a really good job of protecting the ball. 31 assists, 10 turnovers total. You're not going to find a backcourt do any better than that. And and also, Juwan Howard put them in a position to succeed. The spacing was was phenomenal. And when you spread out a defense, you get a lot more opportunities to advance the ball. As a matter of fact, to to play a team known for their defense that is incredibly long, the longest in the country, that pressed for almost the whole game, Really phenomenal that Michigan only had nine turnovers for the entire contest. Well, well, they got the midnight matinee tomorrow night, which I don't know why it's the <laughs> second game. But uh, UCLA, what what do they present? I, we saw them play Michigan State. So what what does uh, do the Wolverines have to look out for? Well, so we uh, we mentioned earlier that they're in the Pac-12, but they don't play like a Pac-12 team. They're they're very similar to a lot of teams in the Big Ten. As an example, they um, they're low turnovers, very disciplined traditional on defense they've got some some very high level recruits they might look a little bit like wisconsin and they 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 don't run the break very much they love mid-range jump shots and and when when you look at their personnel they're they're a little bit interesting they they've got a point guard named tiger campbell who's about the same size as mike smith so that'll be a fun matchup Mm -hmm. and they've got three wing guys that are all about six six um juzang bernard and um, Haquez are, are all really good jump shooters. But I, I do think that this is a good matchup for Michigan. They, they, they are not going to get blown by on defense by a, a team like Alabama or LSU or Arkansas, one of these you know, really fast SEC teams. I think that, that UCLA is, is fairly predictable in what they do, and, and I think it's a positive matchup for Michigan. So does either team get blown out by Gonzaga? They've been looking so good. Or does Michigan have a chance? Well, so so Michigan played Gonzaga last year in the Bahamas and beat them. And and so I don't think that anybody that played in that game is going to feel intimidated. Uh, they've got three lottery picks on their team with Timmy, Suggs, and Kispert. But I think Michigan has a really good matchup for each of those guys. And, and maybe we, um, we, we, we shouldn't look ahead that far. 
Um, but I, I do think that, that Michigan, the way they're playing right now, if they can get to the Final Four, then, then anything can happen in that scenario. This is a team that, because of their defense, uh, because of their balance and their maturity, I, I think that they can beat anybody in the country right now. Does Livers have a chance of coming back next week if they do go to the Final Four? Wow. I, so I, I've, I've said all along that I thought that they they get to the lead A that he would play. I was completely wrong on that one. But I'm still going to remain optimistic. And and I, I wouldn't be surprised if they get to the Final Four if he dresses and maybe tries to give it a go, but if his foot is as bad as as what's kept him out this far, it probably is unlikely that if he did play, that he would be a significant factor. All right, Tim McCormick, thanks for joining us today. The tip-off is uh, Tuesday night, uh, UCLA versus Michigan. We appreciate you being on the show. All right, thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Kenny. Talk to you soon. All right, we'll take a quick break, check weather and traffic, and then be back with more of the Mitch Album Show.